0: Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for new places to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host,
1: Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed, everyone. This is Dick Crawford, and today's introduction was from today's guest, Mignon Legata from Reno and Northern Nevada. She and I have trained in the same network for many years, and we've broken bread together and we have a very similar approach to the real estate business. Today's call is an excellent opportunity for our listeners to get to know her and the area that she serves. If you would like a formal introduction, simply contact your local agent or me, and they will hook you up. Thank you for being on the show this morning, Mignon. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Dick. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be
1: here. Well, it's excellent to have you with us. Let's, uh, let's just jump right in. Take 30, 40 seconds here. Where are you in your real estate career today?
0: I'm, well, I'm a full-time professional realtor I'm serving the northern Nevada, Reno area for going on just about 10 years. I specialize in residential and relocation real estate. And overall, I just love what I do. I love helping people reach the American dream of owning a home.
1: Let's get a brief profile on how you work. What's, what's your approach to the, the business of real estate?
0: Much like yourself, Dick, I am a relational realtor, I call myself, not transactional. And what that means is I work uh, pretty much 100% by referral. And uh, that entails not cold calling or knocking on doors, um, which better enables me to be pre- present for my clients. I don't pursue cold leads. And so I can free up all of my time to serve my clients with uh, the white glove they serve before, during, and after the transaction.
1: And during that transaction, we wear a lot of different hats as realtors. Describe one of your favorite hats that you wear during your work.
0: I think my favorite hat is being my client's advocate. Um, from negotiating the best price, uh, whether, you know, selling or purchasing a home, and just overseeing the entire process and step of the way and being their partner
1: and advocate. And what do you do to help your, your clients feel comfortable and engaged in the process?
0: Well, I like to set the stage from the beginning. Um, Not always possible to meet in person, but where possible, I always recommend meeting in person or via Zoom. Um, And I like to set the expectations up from the beginning, or let them know the expectation of me as a realtor and advocate, and let them know what they can expect of the market, the process, the elements of the different features that go into buying or selling a home. Um, Give them a copy of the offer, for example, if they are selling their home. These might be the elements that we pay attention to that we make sure Um, a strong offer will include all these facets and basically what it's going to take to get them the highest net return on their home. Or when buying a home, the same, I give them a copy of an offer. I outline the elements of um, what it's going to take to get their offer accepted in this multi-offer environment um, and how we might need to get creative around that.
1: With a transaction as big as this is and a a process that is sometimes as foreign as it is because people haven't done it for a while, it's very important not to... Not to have any surprises come up. Is that the whole idea?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think uh, clients look to us to lead them and to be, you know, help them through the process. And like you mentioned, it's very, very stressful. Um, So, whatever we can do as realtors uh, to take that stress out. um, And I think by knowing what to expect, that helps tremendously.
1: As a brief preface to our conversation this morning, uh, give me three things that you'd like our listeners to learn about your area. What, what three things do they need to know?
0: Well, probably the biggest, which is a huge attractor, attraction to our area, is there's no income tax. We have four seasons, which are all mild and beautiful. Um, we're at the foothills of the Sierra Nevada. The snow doesn't stick here, so I think the season's seasonality is super um, important to know, and our location. Um, Reno is 30 minutes from Lake Tahoe and three and a half hours to the Bay Area, so you can drive 30 minutes to get to a lake and three and a half hours
1: to get to the ocean. Great weather, great proximity, and a great tax rate. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay, you are in the Reno and uh, Northern Nevada is your geographic service Mm -hmm. area. But describe that a little bit more. Somebody's looking at the map. What do they see as your service area?
0: There's several counties. So there's Washoe County, which includes the Reno area, and Sparks, which is just an outlying town next to Reno. You can't really tell when you leave Reno or enter Sparks. And also Carson County, which includes Carson City, and Lyon County, which includes Fernley, Dayton, Uh, and those surrounding areas, Silver Springs,
1: and their Story
0: County. So there's about four counties within the northern Nevada Reno
1: area. What's the area like? What can people expect?
0: So the Reno area is um, beautiful for many, many reasons. I mean, within Reno proper, we have the Truckee River that runs through it. You could just step outside your door in downtown Reno and go river rafting. Or you can spend 15 minutes and drive up towards Lake Tahoe and you're in the middle of the forest, or 30 minutes and you're at Lake Tahoe. But we're high desert. Uh, We're about 4,500 elevation where Lake Tahoe is about 6,200. So currently, for example, this morning woke up to rain, um, but you drive 15, 30 minutes and there's snow.
1: Did you say 4,500 feet at Reno and 6,200 feet at Tahoe?
0: Yeah, and so that provides for two different seasons really, or not seasons, but weather in one day really.
1: Exactly. That's kind of what I was getting at. You can you can live in the in the lower areas without the snow, but you can get up to it in 30 minutes. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. What's the uh what's the vibe in in Reno?
0: The vibe is pretty mellow. I mean, people here are kind. Um things are a little slower. People are very friendly. Um wave and say hello to each other. There's rarely any you don't honk at people. <laughs> it's pretty rare. So the vibe is pretty laid back. I mean, we're definitely um, an outdoor environment, or we provide a huge outdoor environment for the outdoor enthusiasts. but it's also a strong retirement community as well. So we have a little bit of everything. We're, we also are a college town. We have the University of uh, Reno, UNR. You know, I wouldn't call us a college town, but I would say, in one word, I would say friendly would be the vibe, the vibe in Reno.
1: We'll talk about the employment base a little bit further on, but you do have kind of a sure. tech vibe coming up. Yeah, we do, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a real growing vibe, so that's that's cool. I'd love mm-hmm. to talk about that in a minute. What are, what are some of the popular activities during the year? What do, what do people do? Um, well, in the
0: summertime, you have, like I've mentioned, Lake Tahoe 30 minutes away. Um, well, obviously, you can paddleboard, um, boat, um, do any of the outdoor things, just lay, lay on, the, on the beach for the day. Or you can just go downtown Reno and go river rafting down the Truckee River or start up in Tahoe and end down in Reno. Um, in the wintertime, we have skiing, snowshoeing, Oh, and I forgot to mention this summer, we have hiking. I mean, literally outside your door, you could go hiking in many parts of Reno. We have events year-round. We're known for hot August nights. We have the air races here, the balloon races, street vibrations. There's always something to do.
1: The Reno air races, I've never been to that, but I have always been very much intrigued by that. That must be just an amazing event.
0: It really is. You can attend it, actually, and you go to the Stead Airport where they take off, but truly, you can just step out your door
1: anywhere in Reno and just look up, and it's, it's just a fabulous <laughs> sight to see. Along those lines, tell me one thing you love about your city and why. If I could say two things, it would be the people um, and the environment. You know, it's
0: just a beautiful, beautiful environment to live in. You have somewhat of a city, a city feel with downtown Reno, but you also go up to the mountains and you're feels like you're a million miles away. So I think the location and the people.
1: Gives you proximity to things to do, but you've also got a great town to live in. There's a nice nice juxtaposition there, it sounds like. Why are people relocating to your area? What are their reasons? Well, you touched on it a little
0: bit. We are a mini tech world, oh, no,
1: known for mini Silicon Valley we're
0: becoming that. We have uh, Google that's moving. They have a data plant here. Tesla, Amazon has several distribution warehouses. Um, Switch, another tech company, moved in. Income tax is huge. It's bringing these companies in, which is bringing a lot of jobs. Also, you know, our climate, our, we have a pretty mild climate, which attracts people in the outdoors and active living. And also our location, as we've mentioned, the proximity to the Bay Area. We're not far. You know, So you drive three, three and a half hours, and you're in San Francisco. Those are a myriad of reasons why people are moving here.
1: And you mentioned some of the tech and some of the businesses. What is the employment outlook? It sounds like things are really hopping.
0: So they are. We have what's called EDON, which is the Economic Development Authority of Western Nevada. And um, what they do is they're committed to recruiting and expanding um, quality companies that have a positive impact on our community. They're very, very strong in our area. And, um, they're consistently approaching different companies to move in and provide employment opportunities. The biggest challenge with that is bringing in these companies that aren't. They're providing a lot of jobs that aren't always at the level of which
1: can afford housing,
0: but they're working on changing
1: that as well. Are there future prospects for, for big-name companies? Have you heard some things in the news? And How's the mix changing? Manufacturing, service, how how's that look?
0: There's no specificity, is what they said, but they are... Um, you know, the rumor is that Google is going to be expanding um, even bigger and that we are going to be getting you know more of the tech companies moving in, but nothing specific. And manufacturing actually is another driver of our, um, our job situation here because we have the land for these companies to build warehouses. And again, they're not paying income tax. So I haven't really heard specific of any companies except that they're continuing to come.
1: Yes. <laughs> Let's see, it's not if you build it, they will come. If you remove income taxes, they will come. Something along. That (laughs) That should be the new new Nevada slogan. sounds like you have a pretty good mix of uh, opportunities for people and a pretty good mix of people, retirees, professionals, families. Is that a a fair assumption?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think our cost of living is a lot more reasonable here than California, so we're getting a lot of Californians moving in or retirees who can afford to, you know, they sell their house for X amount in California and can afford to buy cash, home cash here, you know, so that's attracting the retirement community and then we've got the younger tech community moving in and then our school systems are all pretty good too. We only have a handful of private schools because our public schools are pretty good. Um, so yes, it's, it's definitely providing a big mix of population moving in.
1: And real briefly for a second, uh, you you mentioned the word gentrification in downtown Reno. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. you mentioned the idea of some of the job mix, uh, providing uh, jobs and at a level where people are having a difficult time with housing. And then you mentioned the tech sector moving in from the Bay Area. All that kind of yeah. points to a little bit of, you know, increase in, in home prices and such. Has it been a tough transition, you know, locally for people to absorb that that rising price situation?
0: Yeah, it really has. You know, the first-time buyers are they're struggling because the interest rates are low and average first-time buyers is qualifying for more, right? But the competition, you know, there's so much competition in multiple offer situations, anywhere from five to ten offers on a home at any time. And or the other extreme, um, they move here and they're just making an hourly rate, and they can't afford our average price. So that is something that the EDON is working on, the economic development um, of Western Nevada. They're working on when these employers move in to offer a higher average price per hour, You know, but they're paying these people so
1: they can afford our medium home price. I think the message could be, too, hey, you're saving on your income taxes, so let's spread it around a little bit how can a new resident get involved in the community? You've got your you know, standard Rotary Club and church groups and such, but mm-hmm. what are some local organizations that new residents can latch on to?
0: Um, we have a very, very strong newcomers organization um, that I always recommend to refer my um, clients from out of, out of state to. Um, they're very welcoming and do a great job of introducing people to the, the area. We also have Art Town in Reno, which is a three-week long. Program where they explain, um, display different arts from music to um, literally art, and different things of, like that. That They're a huge, huge organization here that if, the, if a client is interested in arts, they also have a welcome committee where they can introduce them to the different areas of Reno. So that's really strong. Yes, you mentioned Rotary. That's really big. We have an outdoor rehab um, for open space and parks. That's a great way to volunteer and get involved. I also personally um, started a group called Thank You, Ma'am, which is a nonprofit organization that supports nonprofits, and we raise money for local nonprofits. Um, and that's a great organization to meet other like-minded people that want to give back to the community.
1: That's really cool. You, you started Thank You, Ma'am.
0: I did. Yeah. So uh, we are a group of women. Basically, we we each give a hundred dollars a quarter, and then we vote upon um, a local nonprofit, and they get the proceeds. So our most recent Nonprofit got $9,000. So we've given over $60,000 since I started it three years ago to our local nonprofit community. We keep it local because those ones don't have the federal aid that a lot of the big
1: nonprofits have. What a fantastic idea. Within the group, you nominate the particular nonprofit that's going to benefit that quarter.
0: Yeah, so as a member, you come and you put a nonprofit that you want to support in a hat, so to speak. We pick four of those tickets randomly, those four members get up and speak about the nonprofit that they want the proceeds to go to, which is support and why that the nonprofit needs it. And then we vote among those four, and the collective vote gets our proceeds from the quarter. So we're about 90 members, so the last nonprofit received $9,000. It's just a really impactful way to make a difference in our community and also just get the word out on, on how people can volunteer. And it's not just about money. We also volunteer our time and just educate people, again, about the needs of these different nonprofits.
1: I am so impressed with that. Oh, thank you. That is just an excellent idea. How simple and how engaging. So good for you. That is really good and that is duplicatable, ladies and gentlemen. You can start a thank you ma'am, yeah. in your own town. Get a hold of Mignon and ask her how it works and what are the uh, what are the things to watch out for? Um that's really really very cool. Let's uh, let's talk for a minute about that growth that you were uh, you mentioned. <laughs> How are regional services keeping up with everything?
0: We have a new hospital moving in. Currently, we have Renown, uh, which has three locations in Reno. We have Northern Nevada Hospital, and we also have St. Mary's. And Renown is growing, which is our biggest services. But we have a new hospital moving in called Prominence, which will be able to better service um, our community, especially the retirees that are coming in and concerned about health care. So that's positive. Our freeways are also expanding to accommodate the growth. We have a huge undertaking right now of our major freeway called the Spaghetti Bowl, what connects, kind of, well, connects Reno and Sparks areas. We also have an abundance of apartment buildings being built, which is an interesting trend, again, tying back to our extreme growth with many, many companies moving in who need to catch up and as far as pay their employees enough money to purchase a home, but the apartment buildings are being built to accommodate
1: um, the housing shortage. Interesting. Is that a a market response, or is that a government assistance uh, response? No, it's a market response. Interesting. I think you mentioned an airport, but you've got a world-class airport there. How's that keeping up with things?
0: Yeah, thank you for mentioning that, and I forgot to mention that about Reno as well, that we have our own airport. You know, you're not having to drive 45 minutes an hour. And our airport isn't an international airport, and as you mentioned, it's a world-class everything in the environment with COVID, I recently had to fly somewhere but it had been all year and I was shocked. We have a whole new terminal. Um, so that's continuing to grow and expand and and a, a big focus on growth as well. Expanding so much so that we still can walk in with very little lines. I mean, I think that's unique about our airport. Knock on wood. <laughs> we still don't have the humongous lines, you know. You can get there an hour before for an international flight. You don't need to get there for you know, two hours in advance. We have... Parking right on site. You don't need to park a mile away. So that's a huge benefit. And thank you for mentioning mentioning it.
1: Well, I can attest to that. I flew in there a couple of years ago to go up to Tahoe, and it was boy, it was very easy in, very easy out. So great little airport and world class. It is. It is international. And I always Mm -hmm. I always mention about this time in the program that retirees just want internet, healthcare, and a good airport. And, uh, and, and weather is icing on the cake. Um, so it sounds like you've got a good mix of all of those.
0: Well, yeah, and actually, um, speaking of where you live, I mean, they just added like three nonstop flights to uh, John Wayne Airport, so you have to come visit. All right, <laughs> yes, very like they're good. They're
1: continuing to add different flights. Now, we can, we can Google the cost of living comparisons. There's all kinds of things out there. But what's the cost of a gallon of regular gas right now in Reno? Do you know?
0: I do. It depends on the county, which is surprising. Carson County has the lowest. I was just there visiting my mom lives in Carson, $2.14 a gallon. Up to, you go to Reno, has the highest, is about $2.70 a gallon. Um, and then Lyon County can go even lower. So, And when I say county, we're they're all pretty tight, close together. You can drive 30 minutes and get to eat, you know, a different county. But yeah, anywhere from $2.14 to $2.70 is the highest I've seen.
1: Man, that's a, a buck and a half to almost two bucks difference. Things are all over the map here. It depends upon location too. I think uh, I think some of the gas stations pay a premium, no pun intended, for their location and that takes the the price of gas up as well to pay their rent. Not just the gas taxes, but the rent. How about property taxes? They're a big deal in California. What's your mm-hmm. property tax situation in Nevada? Um,
0: We're definitely lower than California, and it also depends on the county. Every county is a little different. But Nevada property tax rates in general are among the lowest in the U.S. Uh, Nevada averages tax rate is around 0.69, and the national average is around 1.08%. It's not an easy formula, but in general, from the research I've done, we're a lot lower than
1: our surrounding states. I don't think any of the property tax assessment calculations are easy to understand, but the, no. <laughs> the, the, everybody understands the base rate, so it uh, sounds like Nevada is quite favorable. That's good. Let's move on to the idea of home prices. Uh, Southern California cities, from LA to San Diego, we've got an average home price uh, in various cities could be seven hundred thousand, could be well over a million. Uh, what's your local median or average price, and what does that home look like?
0: Again, it varies a bit by, by county, but our average price ending November um, is about four hundred eighty five thousand dollars in Reno proper, and that might sound low, but it's a twenty percent increase from two thousand eighteen but then you can go over to Sparks uh, the average home price is 410,000 and it's only literally depending on where you're coming from 20 minutes to downtown Reno overall if you can buy in Reno Sparks our average median price is about 455 455,000 and that's for not a big not a huge lot but about 6500 square foot lot maybe 2500 square foot home It can vary, Dick, really. If it's a a resale built in the 70s and not improved, um, Mm -hmm. you can maybe get in the low fours around those same parameters or criteria. If a home is move-in ready and turnkey, you'll probably have five to ten offers on that $485,000 home. But then you can go out to Lyon County, Fernley, which is, for example, the town of Fernley, 30 minutes from Reno. The average price is $300,000. So there's a lot of choices
1: and with uh, all those firms coming in those those low prices probably won't last for forever either there'll be a lot of, of new new people and new money coming in
0: and this is for resale new builds go for a 60 foot, let you know 6500
1: square foot lot 0.15 acres you know
0: 2500 square foot home you're going to probably start mid fives
1: for new construction for and new construction excuse me now is that from a from a home builder or is that building your own home
0: yes thank you for the clarification that's from a home builder such okay. as Lenar or Toll Brothers.
1: Do you have an example of a home that you've recently sold to kind of paint a picture, you know, a little more more specifics on on a particular house for a particular price?
0: So, and again, it's area um, specific. You know, like anywhere, but you know, certain sides of town are going to be more more than the other. Um, so, South Reno, which is highly desirable, I just closed on a two-story home at five for 525 on a very small lot. A little bigger than what we call a patio home, but not much. Just and what that means, it's got just a little patio in the back. It did have four bedrooms and it was only three years old and it sold for five twenty five. But then I, I closed on another one this week that was in a different area of town, not as trendy as South Reno. Quite a bit bigger, about three thousand square feet. Uh, beautiful home, also only three years old, sold at five hundred. And that was because it was in not as desirable of an area. Still a nice area, but not as desirable um, or convenient as South Reno. So I think our homes are still affordable. just depends like, on where you're coming from.
1: And, and it depends upon where you want to go to, like any place. It's location, location. No different in Reno, people. No different. Let's talk a little bit, little bit more about new construction. Is it meeting demand? Uh, is there material and labor issues there like the rest of the country?
0: Yes, absolutely. No, it's not meeting demand. You know, as of ever, everywhere, the price of wood's going up, which is pushing up the price of homes. Um, they're about a year out. I tell my, my clients, you know, if you're looking at a new build, you need to plan. It's going to be about a year out, unless you they get lucky and they have a quick delivery, which means a home that's you know ready in about three months for whatever reason it fell out of contract, and so now it's an opportunity. But yeah, no, they can't meet that. They cannot meet the demand, mm. uh, and they're not building as quickly, right? They're a lot more cautious than they
1: were. I have heard that uh, home builders home builders' confidence um, reading, if you will, is way up so hopefully that will change somewhat in the new year but again you've got high lumber prices so it might not be too much relief from that now how how can you help an out-of-town buyer with new construction somebody who's who's not yet ready to move in or hasn't sold their own home and they're waiting for their house to be built how can you help them
0: from the very beginning if they're interested in um, new or they're considering Um, brand new built from a builder, I have a branded new home link that I can send my clients um, that will have all the new construction in four different counties. Um, So that's a good place to start and they can do tours through that. And then based on the criteria, if they're able to come to town, we can set up a tour of those properties. If not, I can do FaceTime. And then from there, and if they're waiting and they're in another state, I definitely partner with the builder. I pride myself on communication. Um, they there for every you know, every step of the way when the framing gets done, I go out and I can videotape it for them. I'm basically their liaison between the builder and themselves to make sure that the process is going smooth and just ensure that every step is being completed. And that's if they're not here. But if they're here, I still accompany them to all these different stages.
1: And that goes all the way back to the beginning where you want to make sure there's no surprises.
0: Absolutely.
1: Can a buyer find a rental for a few months before they buy?
0: Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. We have the traditional extended stays. Um, but we also have what's going on everywhere is the, you know, VRBOs um that people can, you know, rent. I have a client right now actually staying in one until their home is ready in the spring. So that's added a lot of convenience. Um we also have short-term rentals. The corporate short-term rentals are quite prevalent here. I think it's because we have so many companies coming in. So there's definitely options. It's, it's not impossible or all that difficult to find a short-term rental here.
1: That's good to hear because in, in some areas, it's very, very difficult. But there is a growing trend that the VRBOs and the uh, the Airbnbs are filling the gap. And in some cases, the hotels are offering better deals. Do you have any advice for out-of-state buyers coming your way? My first advice would be uh, would to be really vet the realtor. We have in our current environment with
0: the market being so strong, we have a lot of new agents coming into the market. So I'd really take time to vet your agent and really make sure that they can educate you about the buying and selling process and ensure that they're going to be your advocate and that they're going to make communication key. That would be my first um, set of advice to somebody, coming in from out of state especially. And then I would absolutely plan a day or two extra to really experience our surrounding areas. I mean, Reno is a, it's in and of itself its own town. Um, but we have neighboring cities like Carson City, Sparks, and beautiful Lake Tahoe. And to just take time to drive around and and experience all the areas that you know you can hike or do water sports or river raft and the areas of what we call Art Town that we have. So I, if you have the time, it's more than just houses, you know, in our area. And I would definitely welcome anybody coming in to experience that. And I would be more than happy to set up that tour for them as well.
1: I like the way you said that. It's more than houses. So often people jump right into the pictures uh, of the houses and go, oh, I like that one. Let's go see that one. That's more than the house. Yeah. A lot more than the house. And so it's very important to get to know the area, figure out what you like. You'll be able to find a house, no question about it. Definitely. Definitely. Well, this has been a joy and all great advice and excellent insights. And we're going to leave it right there. I tell you, I just love spending time with agents in our network and learning more about the areas they represent. And certainly today's call with you, Mignon, was was no exception. So thank you for being on the show.
0: Well, thank you for having me. As I mentioned, it's been an honor. And I really appreciate the opportunity to share about our beautiful city of Reno.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mignon Legata from Reno and Northern Nevada. And you can tell she's a very experienced and very personable professional. And she is ready to help you land on both feet in the Reno and Northern Nevada area. If you would like me to introduce you formally, please feel free to contact me or your local agent. And we will be happy to hook you up. And of course, Mignon will be happy to consult with you. To understand the real value of a realtor known to me and my colleagues, listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource, and it's at the bottom of the list at number one. I make a few points in that talk, and the most important one is the value of relationships. And certainly with my conversation here with Mignon, you can see the value of strong relationships. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor, I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout California who can help in areas outside my expertise. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be good, be well, and be safe.